you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It is Tuesday, January 17th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access. The podcast. Those are the voices of today's special guests. Voice number one is the pride of the Trojans. No, not USC, the Waco University High School Trojans. He's the pride of the Horned Frogs. Yes, I will ask about the Georgia game. He's the pride (laughs) of the Chargers who adore him and the Jets who claim him whether they deserve to or not. He looks good in gold, y'all. Gold jacket gold. That's right. He's a Hall of Famer. His U's tend to sound like A's. That's right, he's a Texan. We'll get him to say Kyler Murray later and you'll know what I mean. In my estimation, he's the best running back that ever was. He's Ladanian, Tarshane, Tomlinson. LT, welcome to the pod. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What a (laughs) fabulous intro. Voice number one is a Total Access podcast debutante. Voice number two is not. She is the host of NFL Total Access and the co-host of the L Huddle podcast. She watched her dreams of a playoff run run out. In Buffalo, that's right, she's a Dolphins fan. She double-screened her Saturday night this week with one eye on the Bolton Jags game and another eye on the Miss Universe pageant. She is the straw that stirs the drink around here. She's MJ Acosta Ruiz. Welcome back to the pod, MJ. Woo, by the way, USA is Miss Universe for all those wondering. (laughs) (laughs) On today's show, a two for Tuesday. Two data points for the remaining eight teams on the NFL bracket. We will give fans a reason to dream and a reason to doubt. Every team has a strength, every team has a weakness. Yes, even the Chiefs, we will tell you what that is. But first, an LT twofer that he never asked for, never wanted, and probably doesn't deserve. But such is the life of an all-time great. Number one, LT, Georgia 65, TCU 7. Where is your head and your heart on this, healed or healing? I'm proud of my frogs. I I really am because no one expected it. 
you know, for them to get even to the playoff. They were picked seventh in the Big 12. You kidding me? Seventh? We have too much talent to ever come in seventh in the Big 12. And so at the end of the day, I feel like there is a process to winning the national championship. There are steps to it. You don't just get to the national championship and think you're going to win it. Georgia had to pay their – they had to go through their, their, you know, their stuff. They had to pay – you know, their debt. Yes, they did. Um, and I think we're doing the same thing. So we got over that huge, um, I would say, mountain of winning a playoff. Yes. Just getting there and yes. winning one. Yes. And so I feel great about the Frogs. I think the future is bright, bright as can be for us. Uh, a little small private school in Fort Worth. I think we're going to bounce back and be, do just fine. He shared none of the pain that you know <laughs> he's feeling. And for that, we will, for all our affection and love for him, always know that there's a little duplicity going on in LT. Uh, number two, LT, Jags 31, Chargers 30. The Chargers are out of the playoffs. This is going to be a long flight home, a long off season and absolutely inexplicable. Where is your head and your heart on this? Healed, healing, hopeful, or simply horrified? I'm healing. I'm healing because things were looking so great for us in the first half. And even when Jacksonville scored at the end of the first half, I just, I didn't think they would be able to stop us on offense. I thought Justin Herbert and those boys would just be able to come out in the second half and put up at least another 14 to 20 points. That didn't happen. You got to credit Jacksonville. But I'm healing because in my day, and I'm sounding like an mm -hmm. old man here, in my day, you never surrender a 27-point lead simply because we would have ran the football. Yeah. You know, we would have ran the football 25 times in the second half. Yeah. You know, just to kind of milk the clock and take the pressure off of everybody, including the defense. I should think Austin Eckler is a little bit hurting this mm -hmm. week, maybe yeah. even more than everyone else on that roster yeah. because there's probably a part of him that thought, Coach, why didn't you trust me? Why didn't you trust me? You only gave – the backfield, the ball eight times in the second half. Give me the rock. I will slow this game down. I will control this game script. Not the right game script to hold off a lead. No, not absolutely not. And or to hold on to a lead. To I hold on say. to a lead. You're right. And I guarantee you, Austin is feeling that way. And every running back who has played this game and performed at a high level believes in situations like that. That's why I get paid. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm here yes. for. This yes. is where I make my money. Believe in me. And honestly, it's probably not just Austin. It's Joshua Kelly. Yes, sir. You know, who also is of a course. vital part yes. of that backfield. Yes. And Joshua is the that nail that beats up a defense yeah. where Austin gets in there and does his little thing and jukes and breaks tackles and yeah. hits the home run. So both of those guys together – Without question, they're, they're the most disappointed. Yeah, Josh Kelly is the thunder. Austin Eckler is the lightning. And yet there was a, the skies were clear for, for, for some reason. There was no storm in that second half. Thank you for indulging our fascination into your fandom. Let's get right to the show, starting with this. Fourth and four, back to throw it out to the left, all alone. Caught at the two, and a walk-in touchdown for C.D. Lamb. How did you not cover the second team All-Pro? And Dak Prescott wow. has just tied Roger Staubach and Troy Aikman for the most touchdown passes thrown in a Cowboy playoff game. Final score, Cowboys 31, Buccaneers 14. The two for here, listener, comes in the form of two questions. Question number one is what we saw last night in Tampa, the real Dak and the real Dallas MJ first shot at this one. 
I think it is. That is the, the Dallas that we have expected to see, right? They were playing at their max potential last night. And I, I'll be honest with you, I picked the Bucks not because I doubted Dallas's ability to do this. I just didn't know if they'd be able to execute it that with that much dominance. I mean, I'm glad I was wrong in that sense. Um, I was also, I think, not counting on, but thinking that we would see some kind of Brady-esque craziness in the fourth quarter, and that yeah. didn't happen. And Dallas knew they couldn't put themselves in a position to allow Brady to have a crazy fourth quarter mm-hmm. winning drive for the game, which is always on the board when the GOAT is out there. So I love that they came out smash, smash mouth um, and ready to, to just sort of dominate from the very beginning. And then, you know, Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator mm-hmm. for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. wasn't he the, in the Super Bowl huh. for the Falcons well, well, when well. Brady came back? Well, I'm just, well, well. You know, so I'm sure he was 100%. thinking, I not, gotta, today. I, not today, <laughs> not today. I got to keep the pressure. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. They did not get away from what they were and who they were. And to your point about Dak, Dak was 25 for 33. Mm-hmm. That is a 70, almost 76% completion percentage, 305 yards, four touchdowns, LT, and maybe more importantly, no picks on the day. He also, of course, had a rushing touchdown, a passer rating of 143.3. I still don't really understand but I know that it's the best of the season so far for him he played his best ball when it mattered most and we went into this week thinking exactly what MJ just intimated that Brady was starting to rediscover some fairy dust that there Mm -hmm. was some magic in that wand and we expected to see it and we saw what the Cowboys did in week 18 against the commanders and quite honestly they simply didn't look the part so we thought one team's going in this direction one team's going in that direction and yet LT, to your credit, you never gave up on the Cowboys and you never gave up on Dak. So when you were asked this morning, are you back on Dak? You kind of raised your eyebrows and said, I never left. So concerns about his play, a bit of a false narrative for you. False narrative, absolutely. And the game against Washington, look, Washington is a very good defense that sees Dallas twice a year. Mm. I mean, they know him very well. And any, any player will tell you the most difficult games to win is that team that's in your division that hates you. They know you in and out. They know what you like to do and they know what you don't like to do. And, and those games are always difficult to win. So I always cross that out and say it is what it is, no right. matter what the outcome of the game might be. Now, with that being said, since Dak been playing this year, yeah. I believe all the games that he has started, if you combine all those games, they're averaging, what, about 30-some points a about game? Right. About 30-some right. points right. a game. Yeah. Tops in the league since week seven, his return. So that's why we, you know, we get this feeling of sometimes Dak plays and he doesn't look that good, but we often forget about the times where he lights it up. Right. And last night was one of those nights where he just lit it up. You can call it all the stars align. To me, the biggest thing he did was create with his legs, and we hadn't seen that from yeah. Dak most of the season. Yes. And I, I, I just want to say he was waiting for, for the playoffs to kind of change that game plan around and say, you know what, it's time for me to start extending plays to look like the old Dak, the yeah. things that I used to do. And MJ, he gave us an opportunity to believe exactly what LT is yeah. saying. Dak stood there after that commander's game and said, we're not worried. At all. And we kind of looked and said, oh, okay, that's false bravado. The kid right. is just trying to make the best, <laughs> the best of a bad situation. And yet, you were surprised by the balance that they were able to achieve yeah. against this Bucks defense, which on their day can be quite competitive, yeah. can be, I don't know about dominant, maybe small d in mm-hmm. quotes on <laughs> dominant there. You also said that what's new 
for you was movement and you were, you're speaking to Dak's legs. Mm -hmm. I wanna take question number two, uh, MJ, and let's turn, let's flip to the other side very quickly because if the other side were a team of inconsequence with a quarterback of insignificance, we wouldn't talk about it. But of course we are talking about Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Junior. Jr. If in fact this is it for Tom Brady, all I can say on behalf of all football fans is thank you and appreciate the memories. Question number two, MJ, is what we saw last night in Tampa, Florida, the last act for TB12. I, it's hard for me to say yes. Now I have trust issues because he had... <laughs> He retired and then didn't. You left him once back. before, then you right. came back. I don't believe you now. Um, I don't think that it is. I think if, if we know Tom, and I think we do, um, he, he wants to go out with, with another Super Bowl. He just does. He, seven, that's not enough. Yeah. Why would that be no. enough? Why would it be enough? Especially not in the manner in which they lost. Okay, I think that's, what, that's what's on a lot of people's minds and tongues today is this notion that he ain't going out like that. Mm -hmm. That Right? And LT, I turn back to you. As a former player, how important is it for you to control the visual, to control the narrative of your last act, whatever that is? You want it to be heroic. You want it to be triumphant. You want it to be of your own making. Mm -hmm. We get a sense this year that Tom Brady was caught up in a morass of confusion and chaos, both personally and professionally. That's not how he wants to go out. Should he retire? Will he retire? What's your take on this? Well, that's that's a really good element in terms of players, how they feel, how they want to be remembered, and how they go out, especially Hall of Fame players and great players. It was important to me when I left San Diego, you know, the narrative at that time was he can't play anymore. Mm -hmm. And I knew I could still play. And if anything else, I wanted, wanted to dispel yeah. You know, those rumors or thoughts that I couldn't play no more. Yeah. And I, I think you're right, MJ. Mm -hmm. When the dust settles and he kind of takes two or three weeks off and right. vacation, he probably will say, no, I'm not done. Not the fire is still burning because that's what. But here's the thing. Tom Brady strikes me as a guy that he closes chapters yes. in his right. life. Yes. Right. And I think the Tampa Bay one is closed. That's a wrap. And he's going to move on okay. to the next thing. Okay. There are that teams who need him. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. The guys, that brings in the next question. Let me just open it up to the floor here, and I will read off the names of five teams that have been linked uh, with some degree of heat over the last few days and weeks to Tom Brady with regards to next season. The New York Jets going back home to Foxborough, the New England Patriots, the Indianapolis Colts, who have a weakness for aging quarterbacks. The Las Vegas Raiders, who host the Super Bowl next year, and the Miami Dolphins, your Miami Dolphins, who are saddled with concerns and questions about the future of Tua. Many people believe that Tua, in order to protect himself, should not return, has the skill set, is loved by that community, loves his team, his team loves him, and yet maybe not the best decision for Tua sure. to get back out there. If that were to happen, that Tua would choose to step away for a season or maybe for the rest of his career, suddenly there is a, an opening on a team that has balance, pretty good defense, pretty impressive weapons on the outside, backfield. one hell of a backfield, all of the makings, the perfect recipe for a real run in the playoffs. All you need is a quarterback who's been there before. LT, if you're choosing one of those five teams for Tom Brady, where are you sending him? If you're, if you're his well, agent. Miami would be the ticket. It would be. It, it would be the ticket. Uh, it w and honestly, it wouldn't even be close 
But there's their tool thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's a big if. That's that's a big. No, if. it's a big if, and we're not interested in 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 sending Tua out of town. I want to see yeah. Tua stay if he wants to stay. And I that, want him and, to be out there. And if he's I do. Enough to I be think out there. I think Tua will be their quarterback you do. next year. Greer and McDaniel so, said as much today. Yeah. They're like that's that's our guy. He'll be back. He'll and and yeah. we know Tua is going to want to give it another mm-hmm. go. We know that yeah. Tua is but a hypothetically. So this is another false yeah. narrative that I don't really want to send down the pike if if I shouldn't be doing that. This notion that Tom. Tom Brady to Miami may be a thing. Well, a Maybe connection. it's not a thing. Then no, but you're no, right. There there's a connection yeah. there. We know that. Mm-hmm. There's a connection that, that is, there's a there's a possibility that I guarantee you, uh, McDaniel and they're gonna have to vet it. They're mm-hmm. gonna have to really come down and say, listen, is Tool really gonna be able to do this? Like right. is he gonna be ready at the beginning of the year? Right. All that stuff is gonna have to be vetted. But I with that being said, I think I think it's going to end up being the Raiders. You do. I, I do because Dana White let us in on a little secret, what, a couple of months ago yes. when he said he thought it was going to be the Raiders. It was going to be the yeah. Raiders. And somebody messed that deal up, mm. as, as we know, who's not coaching right. there anymore. <laughs> right. And who was the coach in Las Vegas? Josh yeah. McDaniels. His old office, uh, Tom's old they office. They have some history. Absolutely. Just so I, I think that's – like most of the time, when a player leaves and goes somewhere else, he's going to go to a place where he's familiar with the coach, players, and I think that's not to mention that offense is phenomenal. Yeah, it just right. didn't get going the way that we thought it should have gotten going. Not the worst oh, combination right to that. have Josh Jacobs, Talent. Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, oh Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Backfield. Now, a little bit of concerns about that defense uh, with the Raiders, that would they be strong enough to be that balanced team that Tom Brady would want to be a part of that's really capable of a deep playoff run. Max Crosby is not enough on his own. By himself. But of right. course, that's the kind of thing that professional teams do. They address needs in the offseason, and maybe they spend you the have, right money in the right Brady places. There, everybody's gonna be knocking oh, down the door. No, of course. <laughs> very, very interesting, guys. Uh, warm weather has something to do with the <laughs> equation when you're uh, uh, 82. Yeah, Sorry, what is yeah, it? 46. Yeah. Of course it does. When you're an old age Years pensioner, old. you want to yeah. be in warm weather, or you want to be indoors. Yeah, absolutely. And the reason why is because it's harder in cold weather to get up for games, for get up for practices, for a and your body just hurt a little bit more than than when mm-hmm. you're in, in those warm climates. Comments about age are too easy, so in a, in a way, I, I take them back, because let me remind you, listener, that last year, Tom Brady led the league. These are all league-leading numbers. 485 completions on 719 attempts. 5,316 yards and 43 touchdowns. That was last season. All of those numbers led the league. Let's turn to this season, an embattled season, an 8-9 and nine record, a losing season for the first time in his career. And yet, Tom Brady led the league again, 490 completions on 733 attempts, both league-leading numbers, and he's put up, you know, 4,700 yards. This is a guy who people, I think, want to say has lost a step, and I think in some ways, when you consider the modern quarterback's need we see as an ability to run, you have to be able to run, you have to be able to move the pocket, you have to be able to dance within the pocket. Tom Brady doesn't really meet that standard, Yeah, and when you say lost a step, I think the step that we're uh, alluding to, Tom used to be so good with his pocket presence, his movements, subtle movements, sliding here, stepping up here, avoiding pressure, just buying time a little bit more so he can get the ball down the field. We don't quite see that 
a lot. I mean, we see it from time to time, but he used to do it so well all the time. He doesn't move like that anymore. And now it's more of the throwaway. Yes. You know, getting rid of, of the ball or, or going down and taking a sack. He never liked getting hit, but he certainly <laughs> looks like a man who likes getting hit less and less every single week. The future of Tom Brady, you know we will talk about it here. We will bring you the latest. Always go over to NFL.com or NFL Network for the latest NFL news for all things Brady. But we have four games to get to. We have 12 minutes left on the clock. That's three minutes a game. Let's get to it. Brady's season ends at the hands of the Cowboys. Next up for the Cowboys are the 49ers. We will turn to that in a moment. But first, Giants and Eagles, the NFC East rivals, the NFC six seed, and the NFC top seed. I promise pluses and minuses for both teams. Let's do this. Giants good. Isaiah Hodgins had five receiving touchdowns over the last six games. Bad. The Giants have not won on the road at the Eagles since week eight, 2013. That is nine straight losses. They don't like that city. (laughs) They don't win in that city, at least not lately. The Eagles good. They are responsible for two of the NFL's five players with at least four forced turnovers. That is an opportunistic defense. That is a physical, game-changing defense. On the bad side, there is something to be concerned about if you're an Eagles fan. Since 1975, number one seeds are six and five in the divisional round. Being the top seed guarantees you nothing. That as pretext, MJ, I wouldn't be surprised if what happens in this game. I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being a game like we saw so many this weekend. Tied at one point comes down to a crazy hero play by somebody on the defense. Like this is going to be a, a as tough of a matchup as you've seen. I think they're going to go out. They know each other so well. This one's going to be way tough. I don't think one team runs away with it. There's a lot of chatter in the in NFL circles this week about how athletic Daniel Jones is, about what a good running quarterback, surprisingly perhaps to some, Daniel Jones is. You were quick to remind us in the meeting this morning that there's another quarterback on the field that you may want to take a look at in terms of his balance, his physicality, his his diversified approach to the quarterback position. What's his name again? Oh, Jalen Hurts. That's that's right, that's right, that's Um, right. Yeah, look. When you think of, like, that running quarterback, athletic, crazy, Jalen Hurts is, like, the prototypical QB. Has Daniel Jones made a lot of running plays? Has he scrambled a ton? Has he moved the chains for a team? A hundred percent. But I still wouldn't qualify him as a mobile quarterback. Is that just me? It's awkward. He's getting it done. I, don't, I mean, whether it looks cute or not doesn't matter. No, you're right. Right. But let's let's be very clear about these two QBs. They are not the same. No, they are not. One is an MVP candidate. The other is starting to play his best football, which is great to watch. I think it's going to be an exciting game. LT, you have the last word on this game from the file marked takes one to no one who has the edge in the rushing attack, because I think a lot of people will agree this game may come down to who rushes the ball better. Is it the Giants with Saquon and Daniel Jones? Is it Philly with Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts? And that backfield. Man, am I seeing a healthy Jalen Hurts, the one where we can use him on quarterback powers and quarterback sweeps? And when you talk about the running game or the way Jalen runs, oftentimes Jalen has pullers. He has offensive linemen leading up in the hole with him. And that's important because those guys clear out people. Like that's and allows him to create space. Yeah. Um, 
And so if that's what I'm looking at, then not absolutely. It's going to be Philly. Yeah. Because that's a difficult thing to stop, especially the way Miles Sanders has played this year. He's a pro bowler. He's had an outstanding year, the best, best year so far of his career. But in this particular game, because I don't think we're going to see Jalen Hurst running around. I think it's going to be Saquon Barkley and the Giants. Saquon and the Giants get the edge in rushing. They had a small edge in rushing during the course of the regular season. NFL ranks Giants fourth in the NFL, Philly fifth in the NFL. They were separated by 10 yards. Wow. wow. One first down. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. The other game in the NFC, we teased it. Let's talk it. It's the Cowboys and the 49ers, the five seed and the two seed. What's good about the Cowboys, they led the NFL with a 35% pressure rate in 2022. What's bad? Well, Brett Maher, as of late, Mm. the first kicker to miss four extra points in a regular or postseason game. That's ever, listener. The extra point kick is up. It kicked off the right upright and went out. My goodness. That, that's just crazy. I've never seen anything like it. On the other side of the ball, 49ers good. There's so much to choose from. They had the NFL's second-ranked run defense. That's important facing a team with Zeke and Tony Pollard. What's bad? Yes, we found something. The 49ers defense has a 56.8% red zone touchdown percentage rate when teams get in the red zone against the Niners they tend to score oddly 
more often than not. You get first shot at this. LT, you wouldn't be surprised if what happens in the Cowboys-Niners game. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a high-scoring game. Interesting. Yeah. Because I think both offenses are, offenses are outstanding. And we have seen times where the Cowboys have given up tons of yards rushing the football, which is what San Francisco does really well. So I believe San Francisco is going to move the ball. They're going to be able to create yardage and points. The key is, can the Cowboys do the same? Right. What you just said, 56% touchdown rate in the red zone, the Cowboys are too good at keeping that balance not to be able to move the football yes. at least, right? And so if they move the football and get down in the red zone, look out for Dalton Schultz. That's a matchup I, I really believe that that Dallas can exploit. Um, so I think this would be, be a high-scoring football game, to be honest with you. MJ, since they acquired Christian McCaffrey, San Francisco 49ers have rattled off 11 straight wins. That is the longest win streak in franchise history, tying the win streak of 11 that the 49ers had back in 1997 <laughs> under the tutelage of our dear friend Steve the Mooch. I love it. Mariucci, I wouldn't be surprised if... I wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers have to come back Ooh. to win this one. Wow. This is an interesting game script. Mm-hmm. Um, We've 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 seen games where they just go out there and punch you in the mouth and get, <laughs> take such a lead. But we've also seen games where they've had to kind of scrap it out just a little bit. And I think what the Dallas Cowboys put on tape last night, I'm hoping for that type of game where it's not just an easy breezy type of thing. Let me tell you why. I'm going to give away my game pick now. I think the 49ers will will win this game because I don't think they're scared of a single team that's left for them, and rightfully so. The way that they're rolling, the win streak, and just the way this team is clicking, it's like a well-oiled machine. But I almost want to see them go through a little bit of adversity, right? To see them overcome something like that, especially on win-or-go-home type of situation. And I think that they can. Translation, MJ thinks that the Niners will win, but maybe not in the way you think, listener. They will win coming from behind that could be fascinating Mm. next topic next conference let's turn to the afc quickly two games Bengals and bills the three seed and the two seed the game that wasn't of course because of damar hamlin who remains in our thoughts in our hearts we are thinking about you every day young man so i will say it every day we know you have a vested interest in what happens out there let's give you a quick good and bad for the Bengals and the bills Bengals good jamar chase leads the nfl with seven catches of 50 plus yards since he was drafted big play jamar <laughs> Bengals bad joe burrow was sacked 41 times this regular season sixth most in the nfl it was an issue last year it continues to be an issue this year and it may be a big issue this weekend because that o-line is hurting A lot of guys day to day. We will see what happens there. Bill's good. Lots to choose from. Dawson Knox has one receiving touchdown in five straight games. Bill's bad. Well, truth be told, it takes me to the first question. Bill's bad is kind of Josh Allen lately. And my question for you is, LT, he is clearly a luxury with that skill set. Is he also a liability? I think sometimes he can be, but... I say he can be, that's that's part of Josh's DNA. You know, it's the way he's built as a football player. I guarantee you, if we look at film on Josh Allen playing in Pop Warner, and I'm being serious, he will be running around making plays for his team. He's probably done that his whole life. Yeah. So it's part of his DNA. Now, do you have a coach that can rein that in 
and keep him focused throughout the game and say, hey, kid, we're getting off track a little bit here. Let's calm down. Let's, you know, let me call some easy plays, get you back in rhythm. Right. If well, they it's don't. interesting you say that because it seems that he had that in Brian Dable. And we have seen what that kind of stewardship has Absolutely. done for Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones is the suggestion that maybe he doesn't have quite the same kind of stewardship under Ken Dorsey. Well, there's something missing, right? right? right. And the only thing that as, as a, a football historian, I guess, can point <laughs> to is the coach is gone. The main right. offensive coordinator, play caller, yes. the guy that had this offense looking as good as anybody in the in, in NFL, it's gone. And now, obviously, Ken Dorsey, who was his quarterback coach, is calling the plays. But maybe that relationship has changed. Maybe, you know, there's too much on Ken Dorsey's plate where Josh can just be who he is. And maybe there's I don't want to say there's no accountability right. yeah. because there has to be no, no, some. Of course. But there's definitely something that's missing because, you know, he's turning the ball over a lot. I think I'm, I'm almost hearing from you this, the suggestion that in some cases coaches can over-respect a player and forget to correct, forget to coach be him. the guardrail the that they just need. Just to coach him. Coach him. Yeah. Uh, MJ, let's turn to you for this. The Bengals... Super Wild Card Weekend performance has invited a lot of people to question their readiness for this game. The concerns about the O-line certainly do nothing but add more concern and heat to that question. My question for you, are the Bengals ready for this game? And are they ready enough to pull off an upset at Highmark against the Bills? I would not doubt that for one second. The, the Bengals are a team that play with a chip on their shoulder. It's funny because I was listening to the interview that Maria Taylor of NBC had with uh, Joe Burrow before this weekend. He's like, I don't call it a chip. I just play the game as intensely as I possibly can every single week. And I thought that was an interesting way to, to, to mm -hmm. say it, right? Because mm -hmm. we see Joe Cool and what yeah, he is. I was going to say Joe Cool, that's a cool answer. Right, right. You assume that it's a chip, but for him, it's, this is my job. Why wouldn't I play that way? Especially up against this Bills team. Everybody, everybody knows what this matchup is is and he expects himself to play better than any of us could even mm -hmm. put that expectation on yep. so I, I listen this one is almost a tough one to call it, it'd be an easy one to be like oh yeah the bills no question have y'all been watching even with yeah. the yeah. sacks even with the troubles yeah. there don't sleep on the Bengals. They are both going into this game on massive wins. Oh, my gosh. Neither team remembers, has muscle memory from the yeah. last time they lost. That's dangerous, mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. Cannot wait for this one. Are the Bills a team of destiny? Or is it the Bengals' destiny year after year in this current incarnation to surprise us all and get a lot further than anybody expects them to get? We'll find out on Sunday. That's 3 p.m. Eastern. Bengals and Bills on CBS. You can't miss that one. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy. Last game, last minute, here we go. It's the Jags and the Chiefs, the four seed and the one seed. Pluses and minuses will go through very quickly. The Chiefs, well, they are good. They have won six consecutive games against the Jags. They're specifically good against this team since 2010. Chiefs bad, a little concern for somebody that a lot of people believe is the best tight end in the league. Travis Kelsey has been held without a receiving touchdown in the final six games of the season. They may want to remind themselves that 87 is on the roster. (laughs) Jags good. They have scored 29.5 points per game, third in the NFL since week 14. Jags bad. They have allowed over 1,200 receiving yards to tight ends this season. So Travis Kelsey may be licking his chops. Okay, that as pretext. The Jags are underdogs, big underdogs, eight and a half. That's a big number for the playoffs. The Chiefs are good, but they are not impervious to the vagaries of mortality. They are human, and being human, they have frailties. They have weaknesses. What is it beyond (laughs) this stat? Do you see a game script for the Jags in which they can win? And if so, what is it? Well, the Chiefs defense, uh, you know, they're not one of the tops in the league. Like, you, you can... You can move the ball. You can score points on their defense. The problem is they always seem to create some type of turnover to give Patrick an extra possession, and that's where they get up on you. They get up by two touchdowns, and then you're trying to climb out of this hole. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Doug Peterson this game, more than ever, has to be reminded, give Travis Etienne the ball. He is a difference maker, rushing it. Passing, I mean, receiving it, he is a difference maker. And, and so, like, I would envision Travis has to have 20 to 25 touches easily if they want to pull off the upset. Why? Because you have to play ball control a little bit with Kansas City. You just have to. You have to keep that guy Obviously. on the sideline. That's the blueprint. I didn't make it up. <laughs> That's what was created to beat the These Kansas City facts. Chiefs. So, uh, <laughs> translation, what we need to see if you are a Jags fan – are images of Patrick Mahomes on the sideline, helmet off, looking forlorn, looking nervous, anxious about when am I going to get back on the field. That speaks to a positive game script for the Jags. 
Is it possible? Of course it's possible. Not a lot of people giving them a chance. It's almost like I'm leading you to say that they do have a chance, but I'm not. <laughs> MJ, you get the last word today. I wouldn't be surprised if... I wouldn't be surprised if... The <laughs> Jaguars get reminded that you can't just expect to come back at halftime. I think they don't need a reminder. They're acutely aware of this. It's really hard to, to think of something on the other side of this because of the way that the Chiefs play, because of the way Andy Reid coaches. And I, I even think this win, all the props to the Jaguars for being able to come down uh, to the wire, win by one point, overcome a 27-point deficit. But I think that game also came down to the collapse we saw from their opponent. Not just on their ability to be a comeback team, because I don't think that's what they are necessarily. That's not normal. That's not normal. And you cannot do that against the no. Chiefs. So, I mean, it, it, it's tough. Possible, yes. Probable is a different question. Typically, in the playoffs, the better team wins the game. If that's the case, the Chiefs mm -hmm. should win. But Jags, you'll be out there and we'll be watching. I want to thank today's special guests, the host of NFL Total Access and the co-host of the L Huddle podcast. Check that out. MJ <laughs> Acosta Ruiz, you always make time for us. We're so thankful. Thank you, MJ. And of course, LT, Ladanian Tarshane. I didn't ask you about that. One of these days, I'm going to ask you about the middle name. Tomlinson, no, LT, the greatest running back to ever do it. I will go toe-to-toe -to -toe with you on that debate. You bring whoever you want, and I will tell you why <laughs> LT was better. You know who won't tell you why? LT was better. LT, because that's the kind of cat he is. Thank you, guys. Join us Thank tomorrow you. when we take a deeper dive. Yes, a deeper dive into the divisional round matchups with another Hall of Famer, a guy by the name of Kurt Warner. The underdog talks favorites. A little out of character. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> Redwood Forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.